Well, good morning, Mark. I got problems, John. Usually I'm good, but I got problems. Tell me, tell me about your problems, buddy. I started... All right, I broke down. I can't... Not that I don't like unemployment. I just need something to fill my time, so... Okay. You know what they say, dude. Those who can't do, teach, right? Right. And those who can't teach. Well, you know what? Those who get a substitute license. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't tell me you did it. (sighs) I I, I have Peggy Hillified myself. Um, And all that is to say, it's all right. It's like two days a week, 90 bucks a day. It's a pretty solid gig. Um, I hate children. It's amazing that, you know, a month into the year, we've, I've been called like 10 times. It's all, it's all good. But like, (laughs) um, I got a problem, John. Okay. And I haven't had this problem since I was in high school, but unlike then, I don't have the metabolism to counteract it. I started drinking soda again, dude. You know me. I'm either, you know, booze or water or coffee. Yeah. You are not. And I started drinking soda again. No, no, I'm not. I hate it. Um, you know what I hate even more? My fucking sperm cells because I am just powerhousing Mountain Dew. <laughs> like, oh my God. I, I, anytime, anytime I'm just like drinking soda and I don't read the teacher's rules. I'm like, no soda in the class. I'm like, I'm a sub. Sue me. <laughs> what are you going to do? Fire me from the position that seems so crucial? You want me to stop showing up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want me to stop showing up? Um, I'm up to eight sodas a day, dude. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's getting bad. I need to do something to, like, lose some weight. Like, I either need to go, like, I don't know, sign up for a flag football league or, like, I don't know, maybe start, like, protesting around town. We got a lot of protests lately. Or maybe we could start this thing here called the Dangle Podcast. Hey, hey, you know, podcasting burns about as much calories as sitting around my house drinking beers beer normally does. Um, even more so if I'm particularly <laughs> passionate about something, just like this dang old passion. podcast here, the passion. Um, welcome everybody to the dang old podcast. This here is a weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Johnny, and my good buddy, Mark, we take two episodes of that beloved animation classic from Mike Judge, King of the Hill, and we discuss what we like, what we don't like, its highs, its lows, its goods, its bads. We slap it with our patented rating system and let you know if it is still worth watching today. Now, if you guys have been following us for a while, we are into season 12. So we are, we're just like almost at home base here. We are sliding in head first, really hoping we don't get cleated in the face at the very end. And that brings us to episode 215 this week, Bobby Ray. Mark our original air date, September 30th, 2007. This is written by Tim Croston and Chip Hall. Have we seen them before? I think we have. I didn't recognize them, but that doesn't mean anything. Okay. Um, You did tell um, us, uh, I think last week or two weeks ago, uh, depending on when you guys are listening to this, um, that we were going to have a slew of new writers that we're going to start here in this season that are only here for like a couple of episodes. So this could be a pair. Yeah, I should have done this when I made my fucking list and I didn't. Because I assumed that they were new. Oh my goodness. I sure don't see him. You guys are going to hear the bubbles from my boot. I'm very sorry. It is 2.30 in the afternoon and I'm enjoying a a fru kolsch, but I've got the, the, I'm drinking it out of my beer boot. 
And so it blub, blub, blubs, because now I'm over halfway through and that air bubble's there. <laughs> yeah, these guys don't show up. Um, so cool. Tim Croston, and Chip Hall, we're, we're new here. Cool. Welcome to the, welcome to the family. Um, you got big shoes to fill. What with Mister, um, what was his name, Sanjay Shah, and we're all about him. Yeah, yeah. Sanjay Shah got an imperial yeah. on his very first outing, so that's kind of gonna be yeah. kind of hard to beat, I think. Uh, um. Anyway, <laughs> our cast of characters for this episode is Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill DeBetrove, Boomhauer, fucking Carl Moss. Olivia, Joseph Gribble, Connie Supanusimpone, Chain, Wasana Song, Ramon Alejandro, Clark Peters, Stuart Dooley, Lori, Emily, Debbie, Shelley, and uh, mentions of Russ and Joe Jack. Fuck, that's a lot of people this week, buddy. A lot of people this week. A lot of kids this a week. And honestly, I good use of the kids, though. Wouldn't you agree? Like... It's not yeah. just Joseph standing there being stupid. It's like <laughs> we get who I am 90% sure is just black-haired Caleb and Clark <laughs> Peters' Bobby Botched Fusion kid. Um, no, it definitely is yeah. the voice of Caleb. I remember thinking that to myself watching this. Yeah. Um, and then our, our if if you want to say guest star, um, our guest star this week is Olivia. She's voiced by Reenie Bell. Uh, I looked up Reenie Bell on okay. IMDb. And I didn't really recognize her from anything. The big things that I noticed that were on there, like her top IMDb credits, was she's in the very first Bring It On movie. So she must. So be, she would have been super hot at this time. Probably like some sort of cheerleader, uh, and she's also in the original Road Trip as a character. But I don't think it was a very big one because I had to scroll down to like the fifth line of people on the the Google images to find her. So oh, yeah, I do yeah. not recognize her. Reenie Bell. Um, yeah, so our synopsis for this week, Bobby goes on a crusade to impress a new girl in school and uncovers a school-wide conspiracy, and the guys wax poetic. A-story characters, we have Bobby, um, kids at the school, you can say Carl Moss, kind of, Hank a little bit. Uh, B-story characters, Dale, Bill, Boomhauer, Hank a little bit. What do you say, buddy? Why don't we jump into some notes? Yeah, man, take him away. Sure. Uh, so first note here, Citrus Mountain has to be their play on Mountain Dew, right? Gotta be. Like, I don't know what Mountain Dew is supposed to taste like, like what they market it as. Is it a lemon-lime soda? Is it just literally the dew rolling off of my sweaty mountain? Like, it just, I have no, no idea, but whatever Mountain Dew is, it's If I can quote good. the original theme song that I have committed to memory for some weird reason... Drink Mountain Dew and you'll discover what citrus quench is like no other. A blend of citrus just for you. So smooth, it goes down easy too. That's amazing. Okay, so, so citrus, citrus Mountain. Fucking A. I think my um, cadence was off, but that's the uh, those are the words, just not the melody. You know what, guys? Let's all thank Mark for knowing that because it made Johnny sound a lot less stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next note here. Corn syrup is the sweet, sweet devil. Good lord, if we had never discovered that corn makes really good cheap sugar, how much better oh off God, would our whole dude. country be? Like, <laughs> there's some things I would really, really miss, but it would be so much better for us. There is almost no corn syrup where I am in Germany. Like, the, everything I eat has got pretty natural sweeteners or sugars to it, or it's it's just straight up, like, mashed fruit. 
and it is yeah. not the same high, like at all. <laughs> and but man, I, your stuff yeah. is so much better. Like you ruined oh, me yeah. on chocolate, all that stuff you brought me back when you came back the first time. Oh yeah. God. The oh the, man. That the chocolate over here. It was funny. The chocolate that I really like, guys, is this brand called Milka. And I was bringing this up to my brother-in-law, who who's been in Germany for like ten years now, and he scoffed at me and had the balls to say, "Yeah, that's basically Hershey's." And I went, "Um, motherfucker, have you eaten an Hershey's bar any time lately?" Like, I'm thinking to myself, "You have no idea how good you have it if you think this is Hershey's quality." Awful, <laughs> awful, awful. Um, <laughs> next, must next, be nice, <laughs> right? To be so high up Your on your ivory tower of chocolate. <laughs> Uh, next note here, uh, Mark, I, I can't even imagine some of the things you and I would put in a quote book for just the two of us, like a, a thoughtful prose of Johnny and Mark, you know, thing, even just things that we <laughs> haven't done podcasting wise and would all be, it'd yeah. be nothing but like inside jokes, you know, it'd be you and me talking about, um, planeswalkers or quoting Gary, the snail or uh, really bad SpongeBob redubs, like stupid shit like that three very specific things and i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> exactly <laughs> and just to just to add on to that amy winemouse amy winemouse is a big one um ah if i ask you if you're raging you you ask me real back real hard back if i am from louisiana like it's just what it is <laughs> yeah. um it, it's guys these quote books are things that should exist, but not for the reason that Dale wants them to. If you want to remember your inside jokes with your friends, that's a great fucking gift to give somebody. Give them five pages of typed up inside jokes that they can just fucking laugh about. <laughs> um, okay, next note oh, here. How And this is a question to you. How many impressionable kids in 2007 tried to walk out of school after seeing this episode? Like, do you think that was a thing? Because I know if I had seen yeah, this I, when I was in middle school, I would have tried. Well, so this is where it gets weird. This was um, September 30th, 2007. Mm -hmm. This is when I have devotedly stopped watching King of the Hill because I am now in college. Right. And you are a senior in high school at this time. Right. When it makes more sense for somebody like me in high school to make a stand on something political like this. It's weirdly enough, like high schoolers have a kind of a lot of say in our country. Like if they don't like mm -hmm. something and they make a big enough fucking stink about it, it'll get changed. Look at David Hogg. Except that for dude, guns. Like that he's he is that dude's getting shit done in Florida. All it took was him getting fucking shot at. Um it is it wasn't meant to be funny, I promise. Like it was meant to say he gets shit done and he like he started out as an activist as a high schooler. Um, no, I just, everybody's getting fucking shot at at this point, getting shot at ooh. and you know, three fifty will buy you a small Starbucks. I, I got you. And I'm not you. trying to cheapen experiences. I'm saying there's a fucking problem, but lest we get too political once again here. No, I, no, I got you. I got you. This is very strange to me. I, I have to imagine at least one kid tried, like he tried to organize people and just say, I don't want to go to school today. We're going to do a walkout and I'm going to find a reason for it. They, it worked on the TV show. It'll totally work for me. And then he probably got his ass suspended for three days. I indirectly blame this episode for Occupy Wall Street. Ooh, okay. Okay. Bunch of whiny-ass baby boomers that didn't fucking invest correctly. That's right. I'm making Even fun though of the that party. Was, 
2011, so that would have been four years later. But that doesn't matter, Johnny. <laughs> I still blame this episode for the Occupy movement. Yes, you can. Um, last one here is we're we're gonna do uh, a a Johnny Johnny's data data dump, if you will. I don't remember. I had a cute name for it like a couple episodes ago, but I did some research, <laughs> and we're gonna get real fucking angry for a second. But we're going to say right. it with a smile on our face, so you're not going to realize that I'm angry until the very end when I start screaming, fuck Carl Moss. Because fuck Carl Moss, buddy. What is what is his, like, okay. go-to line? There's not enough money for the children. The school needs more money, mm-hmm. Hank. I don't have enough money for anything, Hank. It's why I got, I got half the kids that aren't in PE class, and we had to hire these other kids because they do it for free. And it's why I can't give you any any wood or any supplies. And it's why I can't do this and why I can't do that. And why I'm selling all my equipment. Carl Moss never has Holographic money Holographic decals. Yeah. Carl Moss, that motherfucker okay. doesn't have money for anything ever. It's always the district asking him to trim his budget and do this and do that, right? Mm-hmm. Johnny did some fucking research. So, a flight from Uh Dallas to Cancun is $180. That's a round-trip flight. $180 for one person, round-trip for like four days. So, we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt here. And we're not actually going to give them four days, but we're just going to give them the the fancier rate here. Four days. A one-night stay at an all-inclusive resort in Cancun on average is $364 per night. If you give in... If you give each of these these people that are participating a per diem of $100 a day, which is it's quite a bit, but also not quite a bit when you consider that I'm only doing this for two nights. So $100 right. a night for two nights sounds pretty doable. Um, two nights stay, two days of per diem, one round trip flight, that equals about $1,100 per participant. I put per teacher here. If you consider... That at just a middle school, if we're only doing three grade levels, you've got probably six teachers per grade level. You know, if, you, if they all switch out and one person does a subject and they have people rotate through each period of the day, you know, you get your English yep, teacher, yep. your science teacher, six, six per grade level. So 18 for six, seven and eight and 15 mm-hmm. administrators. We're including principals, vice principals, um, the school counselor, the paraprofessional, like basically everybody that's not the fucking janitor gets a chance to go on this. It's an admin. 15-ish admins, 18-ish teachers. That trip for two nights would cost 36 grand. That sounds about right. 36 grand. So the current average middle school teacher salary in Texas is 64 grand. That two (laughs) nights is half the cost of a new fucking teacher for Carl goddamn Moss. Think of the amount of books that you can buy for 36 grand. Think of the uh, materials you can buy for 36 grand. These kids could have actual fucking wood in their wood shop if he didn't decide to go out and go and party in fucking Acapulco or Cancun every goddamn year. He does it every year. He just gets shit housed. Carl Moss, I hate you. Fuck you. You are robbing the kids of Tom Landry Middle School. Anyway, that's the last of my notes. Unless you have anything else to say about Ooh. fucking Carl Moss, please, I am entertaining your notes, buddy. <laughs> well, it's just a joke, and I feel bad making it because it's going to totally like undercut the severity of your rate <laughs> of your rant here. But uh, 
Hey there, Carl. You ever been down to Minikin? <laughs> oh, good God. No. You remember when we were up in Coon there, Carl? Oh, there was so much slit you couldn't see straight. I had to cut the school's budget program. There was so much slit up there in Cancun, Carl. Mark, you're acting like a real piece of shit. <laughs> you wants me to say Carl Moss is a piece of shit? Okay. Next caller. <laughs> God damn it. I was trying to pull. <laughs> There's a board. There's an actual board on the thing. Like their fundraiser board. And I was trying to pull up the episode, but Hulu is just not being Kulu. So it doesn't matter. Gotcha. There's like the, thermo- the the thermostat with like the actual like what the trip goal was. And I was curious what the actual goal was. But... Right. If it's anything less than 36 yeah. grand, I'm going to be really pissed off because like I said, I did my damn research. And yes, that's today's money. But it really shouldn't be drastically different. I also think you're way overshooting how many teachers per subject. There's probably one teacher per subject, maybe two. Well, no, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying is like if if you have six per grade level, so you have your English, math, science, history. Those are your big four, right? Then you've got right. say two elective teachers that are there, like one that does computers and the PE teacher. Um, the only one that's going to float between all three grade levels is the PE teacher. But everybody else, like, you have to have one of each of those teachers for each subject. That's where I get my 18. No, you don't. I taught freshman, sophomore, and junior English. Well, then, were you the only I'm just one saying, that taught I'm just saying, English I for think... any of those grade levels? No, no, most teach. no, 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 there's no, unless I am grossly unaware how schools work now. Nobody teaches just one grade level, like especially in a middle school, it's probably all the same. It's probably the same English teacher across six periods. Interesting. Two so freshman to two probably two eighth two pro, probably two sixth two seventh two eighth grades, and there's not there might be an honors English, but not likely. Okay. I know Connie talks about it, but like, so yeah, that'd be a, that'd be an eight period. Day. You get one period for planning. That's a seven period teaching schedule. So in, and I'm going back to my experience in my middle school, because we did have a single teacher for that subject in each grade. So it was one teacher who taught six periods. We had a seven period day and six of those seven periods, it was six different classes of like 20 ish kids, 20 to 25 ish kids, because we had big classes for our middle school. Yeah. So. Um, it was, it was a single, single teacher. So like my sixth grade English teacher only taught six, six different like chunks of sixth grade English. Hmm. I, I don't know. But I'm not trying to call experience. you out. I'm just, no, 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 no. That was my experience. No, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. Like when I was doing my student teaching, there was four, five English teachers for 2000 kids. Okay. So bear that as you will. Interesting. Well, regardless, I think you're actually going to inflate my numbers then. So there you go. (laughs) Anyway, buddy, give me your notes because we are already grossly over time here because I had to go on a fucking rant about Carl Moss and him never having any money. (sighs) Let's see my notes. Um, a lot of good advertising in this, not really good advertising, but there is one ad that stood out to me. It's on the back of Hank's football magazine, uh, magazine, Mm. um, 10th and goal. Uh, when you suffer a thirst attack, think Alamo. It's on the back. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Johnny, what's your worst bet? Or it's your best worst pickup line? Go. Um, my best worst pickup line. Yeah, mine is you must be Irish because my penis is Dublin. <laughs> oh wow. Um, you must be a locked door because I want to bang on you all night. <laughs> We're terrible. Thank God we're both married. <laughs> God dang it, guys. Please, please pray for my wife. She's been deathly ill for no three shit. days. God, I just see you like her being all sick and you just like peppering her with like bad pickup lines. <laughs> yes. John, please, I'm very sick. Okay, okay. Don't die. My dick died though. Can I bury it in you? Go away. <laughs> Quit that. <laughs> Um, this is our specialist special episode of all time. This is the one where instead of like thinly veiling a thing, um, Tim Croston and Chip Hall said, fuck it. We're just going to ride on the nose this bitch. And boy, (laughs) did they. And the menace here is high fructose corn syrup. Yes. I do love the line of, I wish I hadn't heard that, but I did. And I was standing right here and I heard that. But more importantly... Someone saw me hearing that, so I have to come out on this. Like, that's the most, like, school board political bullshit I have ever heard. Yep. This show does a good job of making school board out to be the monster that it is. Yes. Um, why wouldn't Hank like Brenner? That is to say, breakfast for dinner. I don't know, because, yeah, his line of never again really kind of screws with me. I have to imagine that it just, like, he didn't get his proper protein intake, because knowing Peggy, she didn't do, like, a, a Hank-focused breakfast for dinner. Mark, what's the most Hank-focused breakfast for dinner thing you can think of? Chicken fried steak and eggs? I was just going to say steak and eggs. Like, that is a no-brainer right there. Um... If you really want to get crazy with it, have have him go out and grill up some breakfast sausage patties on the propane grill and do biscuits and gravy with sausage patties. Okay. okay. Like, there's so many ways that, that we can lend this to being a good thing for Hank, and he's just like, nope, never again. I don't know. I'm glad you caught that. Like, thank you for calling that out. Yeah, I just wondered. Like, you know Bobby'd be all about it. I get syrup on my dinner? Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um Olivia, she is really spot on in both her character design and writing and I super appreciate it. Yeah, she's in my pros. <laughs> yeah. She should almost be a pro for me, but I just I really like her. I like <laughs> basically I like how a little white girl in Texas it has a dad who's a professor, and therefore she's insane because of it, who's dating one of his students, which can't be helpful. Um, I don't want to know what the mother situation looks like, because I cannot imagine it's positive. But at the same time, too, this little girl in Texas thinks that Che Guevara was a good thing. And I'm not saying he wasn't a good thing. I'm just saying she's the type of little white girl in Texas to wear a Che Guevara t-shirt and not understand why it might be problematic. Get out of my notes, Mark. You get right on out of there. <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This B-plot sucks. 
let's just cut the whole B plot out and pretend it, yes. it didn't happen. Only good thing that I got out of this was it made me remember all the stupid inside jokes you and I have together. That's the only pro I could think of the whole B plot. So I'm right. I'm 100% with you. Okay. Good enough. Yeah. It doesn't add anything. And I know we talked about a good B plot shouldn't add, but this doesn't add anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It feels like we've dead seen air. the guys get like into so much better episode. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this belongs somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Oh, so she, uh, Bobby, and Olivia are gonna go out on a date to see a movie. She says it can only be a documentary. I took the liberty of pulling up what documentaries might be around in two thousand and seven. Please tell me Michael Moore. Please tell me Michael Moore. So they might have gone and watched Zeitgeist. They might have watched Sicko by one Michael Moore. Hey, Michael Moore! (laughs) They might have watched The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, the one about the um, King Hard world record guy. Yes, Steve Wiebe. Dude, that movie is fucking awesome. Guys, go check out King of Kong. It's weirdly, like, hypnotic. (laughs) They might have, but I bet they didn't watch... Indie Sex Extremes. Probably not. <laughs> or White Light Black Rain, The Destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I guarantee that they probably tried to watch Per Bobby, Jackass 2.5, which according to IMDb is in fact a documentary. I'll allow it. <laughs> um, and then there's just a lot. There's a ton. There's a really solid... It might be my favorite... Um. Jim Jones documentary, Jonestown, Paradise Lost. Interesting. Dude, there's a yeah. lot of documentaries. Um, Super High Me came out. Okay, yeah. that's it, also a fucking So many. One. Tons. Yeah, tons of documentaries. Do I um, watch a lot of documentaries, Mark? Because like, I've seen about half of those. Yeah, and I'm not naming them all. I'm just going down the list and trying to think of the ones that you and I might like. But, yeah, they totally wow i have seen that one um they they had their options is my point especially if they want to do their sad ones because there also was a really solid documentary about the rape of nanking from the second sino-japanese war so you know oh i can just see bobby going dad unit 731 i can't eat anything anymore like i don't know whatever um this would be this would be a better episode if they needed supplies if the school needed supplies and carl took bobby aside and was like look dude we don't have the money. We don't have the money for this. This is how we're getting it. This isn't my fault, but I can't you have you upsetting this apple cart. And then Bobby would then have to like, yes, and, and, uh, um, um, well, we're walking out. You know what I mean? Yes. No, it, it makes a if lot it more sense. If it wasn't for them taking a, a vacation, this would yes. be, a, yeah, it'd be a better, yeah, if it wasn't the vacation. If the, the Tom Landry middle school staff, who I'm not saying isn't overworked, who I'm not saying doesn't deserve a vacation, but if they weren't just trying to, like, exploit the kids, better episode. I understand why you did it this yeah. way. No hatred. That's just me. Um, give me your pros, buddy. Um, let's see here. Pros is uh, we have character, like, consistency here. Surprise, surprise. Carl Moss is being shitty, and he's trying to do something with fucking money in the school. It shouldn't be a pro for me. Like, guys, I complain so much about Carl Moss. I, to the day I die, he will always and forever be fucking Carl Moss to me. But at the very mm-hmm. least, he's consistent. So that's a pro to me because I'm never going to like him. And they never try and change that, I don't think. 
Um, we'll get to it when he becomes Bill's roommate before too long, but I don't think I'm going to like him then either. Uh, you already hit this a little bit, but an idealistic seventh grade white girl wearing a Shea Guevara shirt is very, very poignant. That is a perfect fucking state. You know? Mm-hmm. That is that is a perfect example of the time you and I grew up in and were living in where every single person would wear a Shea Guevara shirt, not because they knew exactly who he was or what he did or what he represented, but because it was the coolest thing they could find at Hot Topic that accessorized with things. Um, yeah. The fact... It's a cool, it's a, um, it's a cool image. It's a great image. Yeah. Like... And the fact that this, this little girl has, has taken it a step further because her dad and her dad's girlfriend have tried to tell her about protesting in Che Guevara is even better. Even better. That's a that's great character yeah. design. Um it it seems like it shouldn't be or it seems like it should be um kind of locked in a time capsule, right? Like this is a very specific point in time where people were this obstinate and arrogant and ridiculous about about causes. And yet I go back and I watch lots of TV shows where somebody has to stand up and fight for the cause and they're all just like this. So it's good. It's good character development. My last pro here is that as silly as she is, Bobby's girlfriend, quote unquote girlfriend. What's what's her name in here? Um, it's Shelly, right? Olivia. No, Olivia. Thank you, Olivia. Oh, Shelly. The last. Yeah, the good. Well, wait, well, no, Shelly no, shows want, up at the end. Olivia is the protester. I want, I want Olivia here. Olivia actually has some pretty yeah. smart ideas. And if Johnny can take one half step onto his soapbox for a second here, guys, Consumption idealism should be shot down. We are more than someone's target demographic. We as humans should be more than someone's target demographic. Don't let people just convince you that all you have to do is consume, 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 and buy everything that they advertise to you. We're better than that. You can live a very happy life without possessions or the obsession of possessions. Stepping down from a very short-lived... Dangle Podcast is brought to you by (laughs) adamandeve.com. Guys, if anything, if anything, Mark and I have done over a hundred episodes of this and we have joked about asking you guys for money and yet we have never doubled down on it. We have never actually done it. Oh yeah, I'm not going to ask you guys for money. No, I wouldn't ask. No. We've never done a Patreon. We've never tried to sell stickers. We've never tried to monetize this. We've never even had like an offer. And I I think it's a huge miss for, for some advertisers here, but we never even had an offer for advertisement. Um, even if we had, on the one I don't hand, think we would have gone for it. On the one hand, well, it depends. On the one hand, like it depends on who it was. If Fireball Whiskey decided <laughs> that they wanted to back High Hammock Radio, we would be plugging High or Fireball Whiskey at least twice an episode. Not only because I love it with organic milk, but also because you know I bet they pay me enough money to sell out. And really that's how much I need is enough to sell out. Like you're not going to nickel and dime me. Don't come at me with your fucking chewy pet supplies or your fucking smooth my balls labia conditioner, which was a thing. Dude, Josh and I got a bunch when we started two wizards and I don't know, I wish probably should have followed up. We got a bunch from a company called smooth my balls. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. I am willing to sell out to exactly one company and it's the one that I just drank their product. Hey, Fru Kolsch from uh, Cologne, Germany. If you want to sponsor the Tangle podcast, give me a ring. Yeah, please do. Anyway, um, th- that's my my last pro here, guys. Don't be don't be a consumer whore. It's not gonna make you feel any better about yourself. Just go and enjoy, enjoy what you want to enjoy, but don't do it because somebody is advertising it and directing it towards you. 
Mark, what do you got for pros? Um, Carl Moss, lift with your legs, Emily. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that was so funny. Poor Emily. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So I wrote these out and don't know what they mean, but I just have girl. When was he thin? Question mark. Um, Bobby's protesting in front of the soda machines, and they're like, "Yeah, he's right." And then some girl in the background goes, "Wait, when was he thin?" <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's a low blow. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. Like, wait, the fat kid was skinny. Okay, cool. Um, I like Carl's Peace Corps story. That's hilarious. <laughs> Gulu, Gulu always would show up and steal the girl with his guitar. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. I like the lore building we're getting out of Carl in this episode. I know how much you hate him, but Ugh. that was great. Um, give me your cons. Damn, that was a short amount of pros here. Um, I really liked this episode. I just sat and watched it and enjoyed, and okay. I, I just, yeah, I didn't take a ton of notes. I just kind of sat and was like, all right, all right. Because, again, too, I'm not trying to be too nitpicky on the new guys either. Sure. You can't hold um, Croston and Hall to the same that we would hold, like, the Allens, so... It, that's. I mean, you you can hold it to a certain point. Don't worry. Right, I'm gonna have right. a lot more to say the next episode with Christy Stratton when she just has one note to hit. But that's all right. <laughs> um. So first con here. Why is Hank anti-protest, and is he right that it should be used as a last resort? Um, I I would think that Hank would be more in favor of protesting and and like the democratic position that it puts people in. Um. To me, it's like, cool, you're putting your money where your mouth says. That's that's a very Hank Hill thing for me to expect out of him. Okay, you don't like a thing, you're going out, you're spending your time, your money, your resources, and you are actively going out and saying, hey, I don't like this. Um, it's a form of work. Like, protesting is a form of work. You can't just do it on, well, I mean, nowadays you can, but at the time this episode came out, you can't just do it from your keyboard. You can't just do it from your phone. You have to get out, you have to march, you have to say something, and that's what Bobby is doing in this. So I don't understand why Hank is almost anti-protest with this, well, you should write a letter, or you should go and do this and do that. I Sometimes protesting is right. like the most logical answer, though. Yeah, but you can't, and I'm sorry, dude, COVID showed us this, you just can't take to the fucking streets. Like, Okay. <sighs> And if you are, if that's what you're going to do, then you need to be French about it and you need to go burn down the goddamn Capitol building. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the French protests like what? Once a week. And I know <laughs> how much shit the world talks about them, but quite frankly, I got nothing but respect. Oh, they know? have they have the most this protests is bullshit. ever. We're not going to take it. it. Yeah. Well, this is bullshit. We're not going to take it. And they just rise up. And like, so unless you're going to do that, you know, but like even then, like reactionary protesting doesn't do anything. It's just, because Bobby hits it right too, and he's like, "Guys, this is just li uh, rioting and looting. This isn't helping anything." Yeah, and that's the problem. Is like when the protest just decide, you know, it gets corrupted, and then you get assholes. I understand that, but see, and before it was all or corrupted burned down a stuff. police station in Michigan, in, in Minnesota. Oh, it's sorry. whatever, you know, whatever works for you guys. No, you're good. I was. Because, well, I also don't want it to make it seem like I'm coming down and, like, remember the Black Lives Matter protest in, like, 2018 yeah. when, like, they burnt down the police station? Okay. Yeah. Okay, but also, but also, but also, I recognize how that is a community that has been pushed to the breaking point and writing letters doesn't work and maybe the best 
the 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 best solution in this case is to burn down the fucking co- police station. Sometimes so, it's this only solution that anyone can see at that point. Because fuck, dude, that specific things instance, that I am grossly underqualified to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As I say, in that instance, I mean, sometimes that's the only thing that you've got left in your fucking gamut that you haven't tried. So no, I understand that. Yeah. It just seems it seems interesting to me that early on in the episode is when Hank gives this speech about. You shouldn't protest unless, you know, this and that and, and the other, and you've tried all this other stuff, and it's before it's gotten out of control. And, like, the the first protest Bobby does that gets rid of the soda machines is it's effective, and it does what it needs to do, and he doesn't plan on going any farther from that. So I don't know why Hank kind of harangues him for it. It's it's a little bit of a con for me. Um, okay. Can I tag in really quick? Sorry. Yeah. No, no, go for it. Well, so I just looked up. So Hank says, um, I went to a lot of these when I was your age. Um, Hank, okay, so for Hank to be 13 years old, um, he was born in 1953. That would put him at 1963 or 1966. Come on, Mark. Yeah, come on, Mark. Do your math. Um, That would put him at 1966. And the best I can come up with is there was widespread Vietnam protests. Yeah, which would be the So uh, Cotton was taking Hank to... Yeah, so Cotton was taking Hank to anti-war protests. Or, 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 on October 6, 1966, hail Satan, LSD was made illegal in the United States. Maybe that's what everybody was protesting about. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Okay, maybe. I'm going to move on here. Maybe. Um, I'm going to hit a <laughs> Please a do, sorry. I, no, you're good. I'm going to hit a point I already did with my giant fucking rant during notes, but for as poor as this school always is, the teachers sure spend a lot of fucking money going to Acapulco and Cancun every year. Um... And then my last con. I thought they go to Minikin. <laughs> right. Uh, my last con here. Hank gives very mixed messages to Bobby. So he's mad that Bobby listened to him, but he didn't have his specific yes. ideals of the right girl for him. It's like, you know that Bobby's a 13 year old kid that's controlled by his hormones. Don't get shitty when you say, hey, go out and do this stuff and make it work, work right for a girl, and then get mad when he picked the wrong girl. You weren't there giving him guidance for that. Yeah. Um, and as much as you I, want to say, I, I well, Bobby is a, is a fucking man at this point, like, or kind of, like, he should know better. He's 13. He's controlled by his hormones. We were all there. He's we not a man. He's a decisions. child. Like, yeah. yeah. He's a tween. And I've never gotten to use that word on this podcast before, and I hate it. Tween. That's all right. I, I <laughs> guarantee we blow our load too soon thoughts, with the buddy? next one. But um, ah, we're going to run long with this. Uh, why we? isn't Joseph with Sharice? Why does he get like dumpy frump? Come on, man. Don't do Joseph so dirty. Stone cold fox up until Bobby gets with her. Yeah. <laughs> he should be um, with And Charisse. then the inconsistency really of soda prices. Bobby is shown putting in quarters yes. and dollars. He doesn't get change out of the dollars, and I know there's not a tab system in the machine. So I just, I'm sorry. I grew up in a time when soda came out of, soda machines were 50 cents a piece, right. kids. Like, believe it or not, 50 cents would buy you an entire 46 grams of sugar to power you through Miss Morris's English class. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a dumb, it's a dumb thing. Um, favorite moments. I have one here and I'm going to do my best Ramon Alejandro, uh, voice. I want a trip to Disney world and a hundred (laughs) hamburgers. Okay. (laughs) 
it's just the the best like demand ever. I want a trip to Disney World and I want a hundred hamburgers right now. Um, I, I wanted them when I was in the seventh grade. I wanted them when I was uh in college, and I want them right now as a grown ass adult. That's what okay. I want. I fucking love it. He's he's preaching okay. to me, man. That's exactly what I would my terrorist demand would be. What about you? <laughs> um. Uh, the two old dudes sitting on the bench when the battalion of children march up the street. They've finally come to kill us. I liked when we could stick them in factories. Well, don't worry, buddy. We're getting back to that. You're dead, but don't worry. Your dream I was won't say, oh, die. Oh, God, that aged well. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, you want to break down our rating system, buddy? Uh, I would love to because we are to that awesome rating. Uh, guys, our rating system is as followed. At the very bottom, we have a charcoal episode. This is like an F on the academic scale. It's a failure of an episode, and it doesn't represent King of the Hill very well. You might watch it once on your initial viewing, but you're never going to come back to it, and it kind of turns you off from the show. A step up from that is our Megalo rating. This is kind of like a, it's like a D on the academic scale, or a bronze medal, if you will. The Megalo is an episode that's really also not very good, but it's it's at least a little bit better. You get to meet a new interesting character or something made you chuckle in it. But overall, you're also not seeking this episode out either. After that, you got your butane. And a butane episode is a bastard of an episode, just like butane's a bastard gas. You love to hate it. You hate to love it. It's about 50-50 or so. It's an average episode of King of the Hill. There's a lot of them out there. Um, you're going to put it on in the background, and you may pay attention. You may not. You may just stick around on your phone the whole time. It kind of is what it is, but you're not going to turn the channel. A butane is just average. After that, you have the exceptional, and that is our Char King episodes. A Char King episode of King of the Hill is everything that you want to see. It's got a good storyline. It's got a great guest star. You get some cool character development. When Mark and I both agree that an episode is a Char King, it becomes an Imperial. A Char King Imperial episode is one of the best, if not the best, episodes of King of the Hill. You just need a little bit of context or knowledge of the characters to fully appreciate it for the Imperial that it is. The only step above that is our S-rank perfect episode of Blue Flame of Valor. The Blue Flame of Valor episodes are not just the best episodes of King of the Hill, but some of the best episodes of sitcom TV. These are episodes that will make you sit down and go, okay, I understand why some two, why two crazy guys from Colorado decided to talk for over 100 episodes about one show and never ask you for one red cent about it. <laughs> Blue Flame of Valor episodes are truly something special, and we love to celebrate them whenever they show up. So, Mark, whenever you are ready, on a scale of charcoal to Blue Flame of Valor, what do you give Bobby Ray? I'm giving Bobby Ray a butane. It is middle of the road. Nothing happens. No growth is achieved. But we're not really cheapened by it. We're not slighted by it. And, quite frankly, this is a better episode than It's Not That Easy Being Green. Okay. Interesting. The other, like, kind of protesty episode with the itchy algae, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my first thought was, we're just doing a fucking rehash. Well, number one, that was six years ago, and, you know, okay. how many sequels to episodes does Two Wizards do? Because the answer is a shitload. But, like, I understand the rehash, <laughs> but it's also been a while, and it also approaches it from a different angle and looks at it differently. Motivations are different, characters are different, it's just not the same episode. This is a better episode. So, I would say, well done to Croston and Hall. You did a perfectly cromulent job, boys. I agree with that. I agree with that so much that I give it a butane as well. So we have a tututane. 
My dad says butane, 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 butane. Um, <laughs> I need to make that fucking sound Thank effect you. now. This is two weeks in a row without a two ten. I, I really need. I didn't make the sound effect because all of season um ten and eleven, we didn't have a two ten, dude. Really? Yeah. I said like I was gonna effect once, but no, no, no. You did, you did, and I was gonna make it. And as we oh, kept raiding, okay. we never achieved a two ten, or we didn't achieve a two ten, so it just didn't happen. But now we've got two in the last two weeks, so. Hey, it's going to happen. Um, so it's it's an okay episode for me. That's why it gets a butane. Um, Hank is pretty obstinate about Bob, why Bobby does things in the first place. He just kind of doesn't really care or half-asses his care, I guess. Um, the thing that, that really turns me off of this episode is his, his attitude towards Bobby and protesting in general. Like, he completely fails to see anything that 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 um carl moss has done wrong in this he immediately just uh, just blindly takes the side of the teachers and tells even encourages bobby to go and apologize to them at the end and i'm like no no fuck that bobby was in the right for most of this it is not okay to sit there and push that sort of shit on kids the fructose corn syrup the like forcible um advertising all this other shit he had a good point it just kind of got out of hand yes I'm kind of surprised so, too, though, yeah. that like it didn't happen. I'm su- I'm surprised that like Peggy didn't get. I mean, that's why it doesn't happen because this had had another twenty minutes onto the episode. But like Peggy finds out about it and goes and like just beats Carl Moss's ass in the parking lot. Oh, I would I would much rather watch that than watch his ass just get yeeted by a a paraglider at the very end. <laughs> either that or guys we could have ended it we could have ended it right here and carl moss would have died in mexico give him a give him like a parasitic tapeworm or something or or i don't know have him have the cartel behead him jesus Please. dude <laughs> put his head on a fucking Amoros. turtle and blow it up okay 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 let's push the button <laughs> and detonate to our next episode Please. It's not going to get any better, though. Okay, if I can get all my notes here correct, we're going to continue on with episode 216, The Powder Puff Boys. Um, I know I know, our earlier episode is a reference to something. I didn't care to look it up, but this one is an easy one. Powder Puff Boys, Mark. What are the, what's it referencing? The Powder Puff Girls? The greatest cartoon of sure. our generation? Just, uh, I would argue against that. It's not even the greatest like cartoon network cartoon of our generation but okay yeah, i bet you like ed ed and eddie shut the fuck up i do like ed ed and eddie but i also like yeah Great shut Adventures the fuck of up billy and mandy came after powerpuff girls fine i like dexter's lab okay came out contemporaneously with powerpuff not contemporaneously yeah that's the word right <laughs> i don't know i also like courage the Coward we're not talking dog. about that <laughs> we're that was second gen adult swim or cartoon network we're talking about king of the hill goddammit. Yes, we are. Powderpuff Boys. Uh, original air date. It is amazing October. to me how different you and I's cartoon tastes are. Whatever, fuck you. I'm just going to railroad. It is amazing <laughs> to me how different our cartoon tastes are. Do you know what it's, I mean? Well, and it's not that I hate the Powerpuff Girls. I just got tired of them after a while. Yeah. So to me, it was like, oh, this is the same thing every single episode. And that's kind of the same with Courage and with Billy and Mandy, but eh. I, I mean, that's why I hated Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Like, I was just like, this show's stupid, and they're la-. but also, I hated Cow and Chicken. 
Mm, like, okay. But love Dexter and a super huge Johnny Bravo fan. But yeah. See, and I can't stand Johnny Bravo. And that's what I mean. Just like that's, yeah. I, I know how much you hate that cartoon, and I just—it's impressive to me how different you and I are. <laughs> I guess that's why it makes this year Dangle Podcast so compelling to listen to, huh, buddy? Hey, you know, it, if we could go back in time in our current age, you and I would just go get get super stoned, and one of us would be really enjoying an episode of something, and the other would not be, and then it would switch, and the other person would be enjoying it, and the other person would not be. It'd be great. That's why we work. Yeah. Um. You're like Mark. Guys, I don't want to watch this Jonestown documentary. <laughs> Please, let's go watch King of Kong again. Um, Mark, <laughs> this episode was written by Christy Stratton. Where did we see her last? Oh, we've seen a bunch of her lately. Most recently in Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow, which was just last season, and I think, what, three weeks ago by our reckoning. And um, the Peggy Horror Picture Show, which was the season 11 opener. Yes, that's right. I do want to amend yes. something real quick, because I keep crediting Christy Stratton with being one of the creators of Bless the Hearts, and she is not. She's just a writer for that, or a producer for that. It is created by somebody that is not her. Um, but I think she helped develop it or something. It just doesn't have a weird develop by credit. I just noticed that, though, because I was like, wait a minute, I don't recognize the name of the person that says created by when I watch this now. And she shows up Who later. is it? Um, I think it's Emily Spivey. Yeah, okay, so a long, long time ago, um, Emily Spivey wrote an episode, and I cannot tell you what it was, but okay. we called her out as Meet the Hearts, and then Christy Stratton showed up, and you said she was on Meet the Hearts, and I said, no, it was somebody else, wasn't it? And we're, we went back and forth, like, no, it says here is Christy Stratton, so both of them are attached to it. I just can't tell you what Emily Spivey wrote. I want to say... I want to say Peggy's turtle song, and that's not right. It doesn't matter, but like, at least now we got an answer to the question we proposed to ourselves last summer. But yes, interesting. Okay, well, hey guys, Emily Spivey, Christy Stratton, bust the hearts. Go check it out if you want something to watch. It's like two seasons. Um, cast of characters for or this don't because Johnny and I might cover it. <laughs> it's well, then you can just watch it with us. It'll be great. Um. Cast of characters for the Powderpuff Boys, we have Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill DeBetrove, Joseph Gribble, fucking Carl Moss yet again, Alexis, Coach Kleehammer, and PJ Finster. Uh, our two, oh, let's see here, our two uh, guest stars are PJ and Alexis. We're going to start with PJ here. Mark, does the name Patrick Bristow sound familiar to you? No. You should look him up because I know you'll recognize him. He was in some Disney Channel stuff. Um, he, to me, he seems like the evil doppelganger of Mitchell from Modern Family because he's like a, a, a gay redhead blonde guy in like everything. But he's okay. not the guy who plays Mitchell in Modern Family. Okay, okay. Uh, but you, I think you'd recognize Patrick Bristow. But uh, you definitely know who Alexis is. Uh, yeah, who's Alexis? Alexis is one, Lisa Edelstein. Mark, you might know her from a little <laughs> TV show on Fox called House. <sighs> yep. Yep, she's Cuddy. Yep. It's Cuddy. <laughs> Dude, can I tell you and our listeners, can I can I open a gateway to you? To I thought that Lisa Edelstein as Dr. Lisa Cuddy on House was just the hottest woman in the world, and I had the biggest fucking crush on her pretty much through high school as long as i was watching house in high school 
I thought she was. I dated a girl my senior year because I thought she looked like her. Don't ask me what it is, <laughs> but like Lisa Edelstein, if you were listening to this, dude, I could make you so happy. I I could make you so happy, Lisa. <laughs> Fuck, I'd make you so happy. <laughs> All right. Thirty seconds. Anyways. Uh, yeah, and then I'd make her breakfast. It's you know that show specifically. We're gonna go off on half a tangent here. There is some of the most beautiful women on the fucking planet in that show. It's not just her. Yeah, and she's still the hottest one. Yeah, so. she really is. <laughs> and I love Olivia Wilde. Like that's my that's my go to usually on a lot of stuff. But oh, Cuddy, dude, so good, so good. Um. Anyway, we're gonna move on. Synopsis: The long tradition of boys' powder puff football is challenged at TLMS by the new head of the PTA. Uh, our A story is Bobby and Hank. Our B story that is really A subprime one is Peggy and uh, Lexus. Um, it's all A story, guys. Just they split it up into two kind of nice digestible chunks. Um, let's jump into notes. And I realize every single episode I say jump into notes. Like that's just kind of a catchphrase. Yeah, we it's usually weird. jump on into the episode. Or we, yeah, it's dive on in, jump on we, in. We we got our beats. We 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 know where our bread is buttered. Yes, I guess. I guess after as many episodes, I should know my fucking formula. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know my blocking. Have you heard me try to do an intro lately? Um, <laughs> notes number one. Let's talk about one note that Christy Stratton likes to beat: men wearing dresses. Okay, next. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, I just, I don't, and it's only one. It's it's really only Peggy Horror Picture Show, and I think it's just because it's so fresh in my memory. Granted, you know, this, this would be a year after the, a year later, but like. It is, but the way that we, you and I are watching them, this is also like the second one we've done in two months about, uh, that even mentions transgender. And so like, it's hard not to make that connection. And now knowing that she wrote both of them, it's like, oh. Yeah, you have a statement to make, and you're going to make it. Yeah, it's a drag show's kick ass, and we should all be allowed to do them. Um, Just leave trans people alone. No. Fuck. Hey, 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 hey. Trans people aren't drag queens. Back off. No, I'm just saying that's another thing to get out of this. Leave them alone. Oh, okay. I thought you were, like, equating them, like, motherfucker, do not run no, 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 no. this shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, cool. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I got heated. I apologize. <laughs> um... Um, how is the team always terrible, Johnny? This is okay. So like, there's a duality of man represented in King of the Hill, and it's that I always need more budget for the football team, but the football team is always shitty. How? Yes, except for the one time with that how much make money? State right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in 1970, whatever, and Hank Hill's ankle snaps like a chicken bone, and yeah, like how? I don't know. I don't care. I think what bothers me more is that we just saw the school being so stri- not strapped for cash, just extorting the kids. You know, mm-hmm. we just saw it. We just just saw it last week, and now the 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 logistics of it are completely different. Um, Carl Moss is panicking about something different. Maybe he had to, you know, use the school funds to pay for the broken collarbone he got with his paragliding accident. I don't know. I don't really care, but I just, yeah. I hate the inconsistency. I know we said we were going to quit doing continuity, but this is inconsistency, goddammit. You show two school episodes back-to-back, but, okay, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, I don't have spirit. Fuck you. I have no spirit. I will never have spirit. When they approach me in the bathroom, I'm like, we got spirit. Do you? No. No, I don't. <laughs> um, Not when I feel like I'm about to get gang raped, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, PJ? Is he? Is he trying to get Peggy to cry on his dick? <laughs> I don't know. Because there's all sorts of, like, weird gay man. Well, because he's the gay, he's the closeted blind. gay man that can't be gay. Yeah, he's the closeted gay man, can't be gay. He clearly adopted a kid. It's This is a joke in 2007, which, whatever, I don't care. I get, if we can still make him, I guess get him out there, I don't know. Closeted homosexuality is funny. Ha ha ha. A person can't be themselves. Ha ha ha. But, like, t- anyway, about PJ, my, my note is, look, John, it's... And that's Ooh. it. Like, it's just... Gay yeah. guy, acting straight as hell, like, uncomfortable around women, but, like, he's uncomfortable around them and makes them uncomfortable around him with his shenanigans and chicaneries. I don't... Yeah? <sighs> he just has the line of, you can cry on my shoulder or another body part, and my first thought is, like, okay, I get crying on a shoulder. Where else would you cry on a human? Yeah. I don't... I, don't, I just... I don't understand <laughs> it. I it's, I got too hung up on the line and didn't take it at face value. But then at the same time, like, yeah, bitch, cry on my balls. I don't know. But I guess Bloodhound Gang taught us that the uh, lap dance is better at the strippers crying. So who can say? Um, (laughs) Bobby's just not the mascot anymore. He is, then he's not, then he is, then he's not. I don't know. You make a good point there because he should be involved in Powder Puff. How much funnier would that have been if he was the Landry Longhorn doing the Powder Puff shtick? Yes, right? Like, like, you just rewrote this episode with one question of this. Like, okay, he's is he not the... the yeah, what the fuck? I'm so mad at this episode now. It's going to go down half a rating for me. <laughs> good, good. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> um, At the five-minute mark, I got a boner. And my first note is, is that Wendy Malick? No, it's not. It's Lisa Edelston. That's why I got the boner. <laughs> seriously Lisa I can make you so happy uh, Johnny what are your notes buddy um double fist of moss this week for the dang old podcast why Shug why <laughs> I guys I fucking hate Carl Moss and I know you've heard me for a hundred episodes talk about my hate for this fucking individual, but it can't be quantified. Props to whoever decided to write him like a piece of shit because principal of a school as a piece of shit is a, a trope that I just know all too well. Okay, next note. Bobby is no longer a prop comic, and I think it's mm-hmm. really smart of them to write his character that he's just over that level of comedy. It is To me, that shows progression of his character. Like, the Bobby we knew technically, like canonically a year ago in King of the Hill was into celery head and prop comedy and glowing, gluing things to other things and playing guitars with cheese like Eddie Cheddar. That's the Bobby we grew up and knew that was, you know, he's got fake dog do to get out of class or some shit like that. And we mm-hmm. get that, but he this this is showing me okay. You are showing character progression. He has evolved. He wants to be a serious, more serious comedian. He gives you a legitimate like observation of I've been watching more Seinfeld, which is known for its observational humor, 
and I really appreciate the way he is doing comedy. I'm stepping away from doing this prop comic stuff. You're recognizing the older stuff while bringing in the newer stuff. And to me, that's a, that's a huge plus. Like, I love to see that sort of character progression in this. I think it's logical mm-hmm. for him to also do that because, I mean, he's, he's dabbled in clowning, which is very physical. And this could be a direct relation to, hey, the last time I did my prop comedy as Tartuffe, the spry wonder dog, people thought I was stupid as shit and I have to fall back on my, like, most basic stuff. Yeah, to reinvent. Um, um, interestingly, did. though, you know who wrote the portrait of the clown as a young boy? Is it Christy Stratton? Yeah, it was. Okay. So, like, I know you and I bitch a lot about continuity, but hey, she she, know, she knows to tackle the, the Bobby as a comedian bit. She's not afraid to, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Two more notes here. First one is we have a music cue mark. It is one song named Mickey by Tony Basil. Basil. It's Tony with an I, and it's spelled like Basil, like the basil leaf. No idea. Uh, this is the second time we have heard this. Yeah, this it is. is. I was trying to think of that original. When does Khan? When does Khan start singing that? It's um. Um. It's the privacy deconstructing hedge episode. Henry, right? It's got to be the privacy hedge episode, right? Because he's singing it in the the bathroom. Yes. No, he's not. No, he's not. No. No, no, it's not that one. Listeners, you tell us. You tell us yeah, when Khan was singing Oh Mickey. Guys, I am I am one and a half boots in uh, right now, so I can't think of it right off the top of my head. But this is the second time we've heard Tony Basil's Mickey, and I want to know what the first one is. Like, give me an episode. Uh, my next one, or my last note here, and you're going to applaud me for this because I know that you are also a constant reader, Mark. We have a Stephen King reference, and Ka is in fact a wheel, because what does Alexis talk about? She talks about that poor girl, Carrie. So we now know <laughs> that, for fact, we are not on Keystone Earth in the King of the Hill universe. We are, in fact, in a separate offshoot, because Keystone Earth does not include Stephen King. Shout out to all my mm. people who listen and or read Dark Tower, Long Days, and Pleasant Nights to you. Uh, Mark, give me some pros. I have an answer to the question that we posed. Khan sings Mickey in Three Days of the Condo, number one. Ah, okay, okay. Great fucking episode. Fantastic episode. I just had to pull back into my memory bank, and there it was. Bobby, I've quit more things than you've started. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. It is a good burn. Especially knowing Hank. Like, yeah. Um, I like Alexis as the mom who hates her kids. (laughs) Right? I've been watching, so in case just, you didn't, couldn't tell, I was watching a lot of Modern Family lately, and she gives me, like, some serious vibes from that show. Yeah? I, I've never seen it. Yeah, she's very reminiscent of the, one of the main characters. Her name is Claire. Uh, it's, oh, fuck. Happy Gilmore. Female lead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking it's about. It's her. It, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. It's it's her. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I said, I'm well, now I'm two boots in. Um, okay, that's also a deep cut, so don't, chug it don't worry about it. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for that. Anyway, keep going. I, I interrupted you. My bad. No, not at all. Dude, oh yeah, because we don't just cut each other off. It's a dangle cutoff, <laughs> man. That's all the show is. Um, Why did I write that? Why am I writing the hat? Why am I writing this note? <laughs> um, <laughs> can I get a second, Dale Gribble? Hey, hey, hey. 
<laughs> oh my god thank you uh, i watched this with my lady wizard um and she audibly laughed during that and then when he gives his explanation it made it even better of this is how we second the gun club <laughs> oh you know for two uh, episodes in that... a row now we we really haven't had a good dale moment have we uh, up to then oh I don't know. The, the, we, dude, we covered fucking sweet smell success. I, yeah, probably. You know what? I'm just going to agree with you and say we didn't. Yeah. Oh, I meant is, just like this. I meant the two that we're covering this week. Like, that's the best moment oh, I thought you meant out of like two, week. I thought you meant over the last, like, four weeks. I'm like, John, dude, that. No, 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 those no. in, like, July, I think. I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, But second to that, like. You think that Dale likes black comedy? Probably. You see him watching Sanford and Sons, and then he does the, hey, 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 that's what's happening. Yeah. I was going to say, who does a better hey, 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 Dale or Peggy? Uh, Peggy, I'm sorry. It's, at least we know it's <laughs> Fat Albert when she's doing it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but who the fuck am I thinking of? Somebody used to walk in and go, hey, hey, hey. I know what you're talking about because he says it in a very specific way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now my brain is collapsing and I can't think of it because I thought it was Jimmy Walker and I am foisted by my own petard of black sitcoms in the 1970s. God damn it. I guess the only thing here to do is to switch the focus onto you, Johnny. Rerun? Yes. It's rerun. Yes. It is rerun. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, Google right? told me that Google told me that it was a Katy Perry song that I apparently need to go and listen to. Um, but yeah, hey, hey, hey. Uh, you, it's, you, it, you, it was it was what's happening is the show I was thinking about. Not good times. Yes, yes. Okay, I am slightly vindicated. Anyway, though, give me your notes. Pros. You the white rerun. Talk to me. Um, pros here, Coach <laughs> Coach Cleamer. Love. Sorry. Oh my God. That's a that's a deep cut. Because that's all the way back from uh, the parking episode. <coughs> Bobby Hill's the white rerun. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking choke. I did choke. Oh my god, I can't see. That's from the very Dude, first the time we rerun. met Roger Budasak. Yep. Oh um, my god. Okay, so this episode just got kicked up an entire notch in my rating because it tried to kill me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, pros here. Coach Cleehammer loving Powder Puff. He, Cleehammer is so weird to me. I realized that between him and Joe Jack, that's the only time we are going to get to see, um, fuck. Why am I blanking on his goddamn name now? Um, I don't know. Toby Huss? Toby Huss. Thank you. Toby Huss. It's like the only two characters Toby Huss is going to get to, to bring back. And I can't see Coach Cleehammer coming back in a, in a reboot. Uh, honestly, I can't see Joe Jack really coming back in a reboot. Like, there's no reason for Mm-mm. it. Yeah, why would Strickland um, be a thing still? It, right? It, Buck is going to be long since dead. I fucking hope so. Um, Coach Cleehammer loving Powderpuff, though, is a, it, that's huge for me. Um, there's so much, like, juxtaposition and, and uh, oh, hypocrisy in this episode. It just makes me very happy that Cleehammer, who is very much a, I am a man's man, let's do this thing, Pilgrims. Like, he does this, like, <laughs> fake John Wayne bullshit, and yet he loves Powderpuff football. 
Um, mm-hmm. I love Bill calling out that carburetors should just be called berators, and I'm going to call them that from now on. And the next time my stepdad looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot because of that, I'm just going to laugh to myself, and then I'm going to text you. It's going to be great. Everybody, we're taking mm-hmm. it back. They're now berators. They're not carburetors. They're just berators. <laughs> um, this episode shows, I, I just mentioned it, the beautiful hypocrisy so many people have towards things they just don't like. And I put just don't mm-hmm. like in, in air quotations. Um, every Everybody is all up in arms about drag shows and transgender and people dressing like they shouldn't be dressing and all this and all that until it comes to something like powder puff and then it's okay that doesn't count oh it's totally fine that i dressed up in drag to go to a halloween party even though i'm a hard right-lined christian like fundamentalist that's running for office oh no i hate the transgenders and i hate all this pc bullshit that you're putting on everything but when i did it it was fine it was funny it was okay i was just doing it because i hate big government but as long as i'm the one being big government it's okay exactly um, right this is a for me, but not for thee. Beautiful showcase of that because I, it, it, all the way up to Hank's line of, you do know that when this is done, you can't keep doing this. And Bobby says, oh, I know. And it's like, but why can't he? Hank, well, but I like that bit he? too, because there's a certain amount of finality in it. Like you can't do this. You, maybe we'll do it next right. year, but it, like, you don't, this isn't a thing you get to do every day because it kind of makes it special. No, and I understand that. Like, I don't think Hank is being, um, like, I don't think he's being a shitty person by saying that. Like, he's not intending to to tell Bobby, like, hey, I'm not going to love you if you want to be a cross-dresser. But you also, I, okay, so. but also, let's just be clear here. You can't do this every, like, it doesn't matter what it is. You can't dress up every day. I don't care what it is. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because then you're just... There was a guy down here when COVID started, you know, they had the mask deal. Um, this guy took to wearing a giant donkey mascot head. Okay. Um, and then like, you know how COVID didn't go away like we thought it was. So homeboy just doubled down on the bit. And as of last year, when I was still working there two years into it, homeboy would still come into the store in the donkey bit or in the donkey mask. His huh. bit had taken too far. He lost himself in a character, and you can't do this kind of shit every day. Yeah, otherwise you're going to look like a dumbass. Oh, you look like a literal jackass, and that's not allegory. I mean, straight up, kids, there was a dude that would wear a donkey head mask. I just... Yeah. And at first it was funny. At first it was like, ha, 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 look at his fun take on a horrible situation. And then it was like, goddamn, dog, it's July. And then it was like, goddamn, dog, it's Christmas. Oh, you put a Christmas hat on it. Okay, I guess I kind of freshened it up and then suddenly (laughs) all right it's been a year and then it's like those things aren't meant to last anyway and it was like beat to shit and i just you can't do this shit every day you can't be a fucking weirdo every day and that's what it is i don't care I, i don't care what you're extrapolating me saying weirdo is i'm saying you need to dress up like a human every day and pretend to be the thing you're not because that's what we say you need to do I don't care how yeah. uncomfortable it is. I don't care how much you hate it. I hate wearing pants, but I don't go fucking porky pigging it to Walmart, do I? No. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. That's a shirt and no pants. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on here. Uh, the next, next pro here, uh, the costume changes here are, I wrote, chef's kiss. There is some really fun stuff here. Um, I want to say the animators had a lot of fun dressing up all of these these 
like middle school kids and giving them all different unique things. Bobby is very like he's drawn very specifically in his in his like powder puff outfit. Um, yes, he's got a specific like like makeup pattern and everything else. Um, they they made it to the point where Joseph is really bad at putting on makeup because of course he would be bad at putting makeup. So like his is all smeared and his wig looks like total shit and everything else. But Bobby's doesn't. His looks all prim and proper because you know he's been hanging out with Head a little bit too much. Um, like everybody got like these little details that, that kind of, they sell it. They definitely sell this, that all these kids are into this, not because like they, they necessarily want to be cross-dressers, but because they're like, no, we're in here to do powder puff. It's supposed to be fun. Like we're all enjoying this. Um, and my last one, my last big pro here is when was the last time we saw an entire group of people applaud Bobby for one of his natural talents? Like like when Cleehammer uh, is showing them the the playback, the video playback of their their practice, uh, quote unquote practice, if you will, and he goes, "Everybody, mm-hmm. shut up and listen to Hill. Hill has something to say. He's the funny one. We all need to listen to him." And they all just like stare at him, like, "Okay, what do you want? What do you? What can you tell us? We know you're the fucking expert here." That also, to me, is a huge like positive thing that Christy Stratton brings to this. Everybody at Tom Landry knows that Bobby is the best class clown, right? Right. Why wouldn't he be the person you go to when you want to make people laugh? Especially if you're dressed up like a girl. Like, he seems like the absolute number one choice for this. So I appreciate that everybody takes this as seriously as Gleehammer does. Okay. I like I like that bit. I I like yeah. Okay, I don't like it. I don't like Clee Hammer this episode. I can't stand Clee Hammer as a rule, but like He is rough I guess this episode, if I can, but but it's also kinda dumb. Like when Bobby's gonna quit the team and uh huh, what are you gonna say? Like, shut up. Hey I hate, I hate <laughs> yeah. that shit. God, I, we get it. It's a fucking cartoon, but don't treat us like we're so stupid, guys. Come on now. Like Also, why do they have a cherry picker? I don't know I don't because care. it's Texas and they have I'm sure to spend money on stupid shit. That, that's what I, that, yeah, well, that was my note was why did they have a cherry picker? And then I literally wrote Texas equals stupid shit equal football. So yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Because, because, because people will get mad at me for my continuity error in not understanding how fucking football in Texas is the biggest goddamn thing ever after oh. 100, 100 whatever episodes of this shit with you. So, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, those are my pros, buddy. Let's get to some cons. Yeah. Um, this is, speaking of continuity, this is my biggest horse that I will beat. Bobby gonna get on a team. Fuck you. I'm so sick of that bit, that note, that line. Bobby has been on multiple teams. He's an accomplished dog dancer. He is an accomplished Landry Longhorn. He, okay, we get it. That boy ain't right, and this is the wrongest the boy can be, but we subvert expectations by Hank saying it's right. Therefore, it is a great episode. Shut up. Con. Joseph is kind of hot in a weird Frida Kahlo way. (laughs) Oh, I have never heard anyone in my entire 33 years of life say Frida Kahlo is hot. She got a thing, man. I don't know. I don't know. Just whatever. I don't know. Um... 
listeners, deconstruct the complex sexuality of Mark Jones, thinking Frida Kahlo and Lisa Edelston are the finest women. And this was high school, Mark, that thought Frida Kahlo was kind of hot. Give me Stephanie Beatriz as Frida Kahlo, and then we can talk, but come on now. Or Selma Hayek as Frida Kahlo? (laughs) No, I mean straight up Frida Kahlo. Break me off that little mustache, girl. Kiss it. Let's rub our mustaches together. Is that a unibrow? Rub my dick on it. Um... (laughs) Peggy has a tube top. That's just a con. Peggy in a tube top. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Because I needed to stop being gross about one of the most premier, like, influence of Mexican art culture in the last 200 years. (laughs) Peggy in a tube top is horrifying. (laughs) Can I tell you what that, like... There's no way that Bobby can do the splits. In the training montage video, no, the, no way. the uh, practice montage, there's uh, an image of him that Hank shows the PTA meeting about Bobby doing the splits. No way in hell. Um, the joke is that girls are bad at football and guys can't put on makeup. <laughs> All right, next. Um, <laughs> Con, how hard this episode didn't hold up. Yeah. At all. Like, you do this today, and it's going to be... That fucking Klee Hammer's trying to groom our children to so he can be a pedophile. Like... Uh-huh. Oh, oh, this shit will be all and over I Fox just... News. It'll go viral in two seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the same problem that I had with Peggy Horror Picture Show, also written by Stratton, is the same problem I have now. We have regressed as a species. Um, drag is fun to wear. Do what thou wilt is the whole of the law. Love under law. Love under will. All right, Johnny. What you got, buddy? Um, my first con here, it's I imme- almost immediately like retracted it once I realized what was going on, but Cleehammer taping practice, dot, 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 yuck, because I thought there was something nefarious going on, and then I realized, oh, wait, it makes sense. He is taping it like it's a football practice, and football. you get to like do callbacks. It was real creepy for like the first five minutes of that, and then I went, oh, no, that's the joke. I get it. You're doing like... Like, you're rerunning tape back for these kids to watch. And then he goes into that whole Yeah, you're shit. showing them game tape. Yeah. So it, it was a con, but it's not really a con. But I felt like it needed to be addressed. Uh, in case anybody else got confused like I did. Um, and my last one, I only had two cons here. Alexis is technically correct. And that is a con. But it's a very slippery slope. Um, I am in favor of Powder Puff. I think that... Men dressing as women doing this this sort of mock drag if they're not normally into drag, it helps create empathy with somebody that's of an opposite gender of them or a different gender than them, if you will. Um, I think that there's a lot of positives that can come out of being in a powder puff position. You're being shown just how much of like how objectified the other gender is being. And yes, you're doing it in a funny, silly way, and you can have a good time with it. But at the same time, like, you need to take away some of the most important shit from this, which is people live very different lives. If you if you try and live life as a different gender, it's going to be a completely different fucking experience for you. So, yeah, it's I I I hate that Alexis is right. Like, I don't want to I don't want to join forces with her on this. That's why it's a con to me. If I can quote from another um, we can call it black TV kind of sort of different strokes. Sure. Uh, from their theme song, the world don't move to the sound of just run one drum. What might be right for you might not, might, might not be right for some. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the in-between, and there you have the facts of life. 
Yeah. That was the wrong fucking intro. Fuck me. But still. It's it's cool. That's... Swear to God, that was different strokes. <laughs> well, the world don't move to that the might sound be the of just one of drum. Life, Mark. Swear to God, that was different strokes. Doesn't matter. The world doesn't move to just one drum. Like, I no. hate the idea that, like... You and I, we don't butt heads on this a lot, but you and I are find ourselves diametrically opposed here. Um, once upon a time, you mentioned something about if somebody did a thing and they did a thing and it might have offended a certain member of this community, then that member of the community should speak up about it if they had something to say about it. And quite frankly, I think we should all shut the fuck up. I'm so sick of hearing about how everybody gets hurt by anything that anybody says. But then at the same time, the shit that we accuse others of, we are just as guilty of. Now, my yeah. biggest takeaway from this is, remember when Trump was running for president the first time, and he was talking shit about that one woman, and he made a period joke about her. And everyone got so mad about it, right? Yeah. And then he doubled down and said that, like, she was ugly, and then he t- called Ted Cruz's wife ugly, and, like, he was really hating on women and shit. And we all got so mad because Donald Trump was making fun of women. Now, you fast forward two years, and literally any single picture of Donald Trump or Marjorie Taylor Greene is them in the literally the worst face you could get out of them. Because let's be clear here, they're not attractive people, and we found the worst picture we could take because this is 2023, and we have nothing but pictures of everybody all the time always. But now, 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 it's all the Democrats are making fun of, look how ugly these people are. So, like, you lose the thread of what it means to be human because you get so fucking offended. And then as soon as you get the chance to be shitty, then you forget what it means to be the downtrodden and then you become the dickhead. And I really think the bigger point here is we just need to come together and say, just do the weird shit you're going to do and enjoy it and shut the fuck up. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) You're good, buddy. Well, also, fuck Donald on... Trump, Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let me be abundantly clear here. They're both fucking goblins. But, like, I'm just so sick of it. Like, nobody... Yeah. Everything is so on the nose and just so off the cuff. And uh, I, uh, we wear our emotions on the sleeve. And this episode is bad because it's making fun of some girls. Maybe. But you don't think the little fucking fat kids that can't make the football team don't get abused too and feel bad about themselves? Because I guarantee that Bobby isn't a football player and has no place being here. He has as much place on this team as these girls who can't fucking complete a pass now yeah. is it the girls fault that they can't complete a pass no it's because they never got taught how and we tried to do this episode in bobby slam and we got shown that there isn't a way to do this because integrated sports doesn't work between boys and girls i don't know but maybe we all just had the same fucking deal and shut up okay i'm done bit i'm sorry man snappers make me angry apparently i forget my sitcoms and i get horned up i apologize it's it's cool. I'm gonna go into favorite moments because I got two of them here. Please and do, do that. Let's do you... that. Pretend that <laughs> Daddy just didn't get smacked by Mommy at the dinner table. <laughs> Hopefully, they're gonna make you and our listeners laugh here. The first one is Joseph pretending in his best falsetto that he's a woman, going, "I'm gonna make you a roast." <laughs> Look at me! I'm a lady. I'm gonna make you a roast. <laughs> That is hilarious. You know, Joseph, you don't make enough roasts anymore. (laughs) Like, to me, that is that is the perfect, perfect example of a 13 year old who doesn't understand what a woman's role is. And that's all he has seen. Sadly, that's all he's seen his fucking mother, the breadwinner of the Gribble Hicks family. Like, that's all he sees her as. And that makes me kind of sad. But. It makes me. He could also see her as like, oh, I'm gonna make dinner and then go meet my boyfriend John Redcorn. That's that's true. He could he could have definitely (laughs) done that. Uh, But my other favorite moment here is uh, it's four specific words here, two spoken by Hank and two spoken by Bobby. It's 
Hello, Peggy, with very narrowed eyes. Hello, Mom! (laughs) (laughs) The J'accuse energy that I get from that fucking moment is so good. So fucking good. I lose it. I lost it. My lady wizard lost it. It was just is a good good time in our household um give give me some favorite moments and please tell me it's not either of those because i love it when we have different ones so number one my favorite moment is that i wasn't wrong um apparently the different strokes theme song was sung by alan thick number one whoa and it goes the world don't move to the sound of just run drum what might be right for you might not be right for some a more a man is born he's a man of means then along come to they got nothing but their genes but they got different strokes it takes different strokes it takes different strokes to make the world i also conflated that with the facts of life and now i realize that i was thinking of the peter griffin stump speech from when he runs from school board (laughs) so that's a side con for me but go memory mark um but my favorite moment here is i gotta go some kid drew balls on florida So I'm watching, I I think I've told the podcast this before, I'm watching a bootleg version of this show that I downloaded like six years ago, seven years ago, and most of them are original rips off of the TV. Like, in watching this episode, there was a little banner at the bottom, like a little uh, tagline that said, watch Family Guy, it's coming up next, all that sort of shit. (laughs) For some reason, the, the, the like audio cut out at the exact moment he said balls. But I knew what he said. <laughs> but I was like, that makes this even better. Because that makes me think that, that Fox in Canada or wherever the hell I've been watching this from, like, cut this out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, you want to rate this bad boy so we can get the hell out of Let's, here because Mark got all horny? Yes. Let's rate this. Um, And as I promised, this is going to get a half a step down here. Because we didn't get to see the Landry Longhorn dressed up as a Powder Puff Girl. Um, scale of Charcoal to Blue Flame, I gave Powder Puff Boys a butane. Um, there is a lot to like in this episode, even if, and I am so proud of you, buddy, you didn't bring it up. This is an episode mostly about football, and we know how much Mark loves football. It's September, dude. Packers are up in the preseason. I'm allowed to like football again. It's all good. <laughs> Hey, I've been watching football for three weeks and I get to watch tomorrow because my team plays tomorrow on Sunday instead of today on Saturday, which they would have started half an hour ago. So, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Oh, by the way, it's your football. Are you talking football, football, so football or football. foosball? Oh, okay. There you go. I was... It's Bundesliga. <laughs> Guys, go Epsicon. Yeah. Join us next week when Johnny and I start a uh, um, European football podcast. It's just going to be me, like, ragging on Manchester City about how baby blue is the stupidest fucking color in the world and how Paris Saint-Germain isn't going to do dick without Messi anymore. Anyway, Mark, what do you you give this guy? Uh, I give it a megalo. This episode doesn't hold up. In our introduction, Mm. we say we see if it still holds up. Guess what doesn't hold up? This fucking episode, because you assholes ruined it. I don't mean any one of you, but you all know who exactly I'm talking about when I say you assholes ruined it. Let's stop being assholes, guys. Let me stop. Don't get your fucking asshole into my king of the hill. I hate it. Don't do it, please. Um, 
Now, pretending that it did hold up, it'd still be a butane. This isn't really a good episode. I hate these episodes where Hank is just so excited that Bobby's on a team. And it's like, fuck you, we've seen it. We've seen it so many times. I see like, it. Um, but then at the same time, too, there's some good bits in here. I like how Peggy just wants to be a part and then realizes how bad she screwed up. I like her support. I don't understand how nobody realizes that Peggy is Hank's wife. Whatever. Right. Um, maybe it's a conflict. I don't know. At the same time, who cares? Whatever. We're we're doing Robert's Rules of Order, so there's nothing in the handbook that says the dog can't play. Um... I don't know. Once again, I get to, to come out on the side of saying, my name is Mark. I am a 210-pound American male who loves to walk around in fishnets and Daisy Dukes and short skirts from time to time, <laughs> and sometimes long skirts, and I like confusing people with the amazing hugeness of my leg muscles in a kilt, which is, you know, a kilt is a kilt, but, like, Daisy Dukes and fishnet aren't that. So, like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with dressing in drag. Of course not, because I'm a reasonable goddamn human. You are probably the most masculine person I have ever met. So, th- guys, pay attention. I'm just saying, and I'm not like I'm not asking for any accolade or anything. I'm just saying, like, do what you're gonna do. You know, I wear ninja shoes to the gym when I do deadlift because there's a split in the toe and I can grab the floor with them. Do I look like a dumbass? You bet your ass I do. But does anybody talk shit to me? No, because people do weird shit in a gym. By the same token, people do weird shit. Let people be weird. But then people being weird, do your weird shit on your own and read the goddamn room. All right, that's that's all I'm going to say about anything else. They're afraid of your showering gun. That's why they won't fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not those. It's the it's not the open-toed Naruto's. It's um they're tabi, they're tabajiki. They so like it's mittens for your feet and your big toe is separate oh, from the rest okay. of your foot. But like when I do deadlift, I can like open my foot a little bit and kind of grip the ground a little bit. I just get a better I get better form. I just really like them. They're they're 30 bucks on Amazon. I'm the biggest weeb in the world. They go up to my calf and my <laughs> calf doesn't close around them cuz they're so fucking colossal. But like that's your that's your backdoor pro lifting tip out of Mark now that he's 4 weeks into powerlifting again. Gets you some tabby jeeky kids because you will do better with them. My point is, whatever the weird thing is, do it. But also understand that the world doesn't need to accept you for being weird. Because we just don't put up with shit anymore. We didn't put up shit with shit back then either. But there's a weirder, smaller threshold from it now. I don't know. Okay. Unless you're in the right circles. I don't know. It gets weird. It gets complicated. It gets complex. There's certain nuance, and that is how the world is, is lots of nuance, and nothing is black and white, and you take the good, you take the bad, you take the in-between, and there you get Mark fucking up two beloved theme songs, but giving you a Megalo rating. That was a long rating. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's good. So this this one gets a Butane and a Megalo, which is, it's not the greatest in the world, but we've definitely had lower rated episodes, so... Hey, that's that's a win. It's about on point for Stratton. Outside of tier, or Portrait of the Clown as a Young Boy, we are we we are we are given to rating um Stratton episodes lower. Yeah. It's okay. You know, she keeps trucking along and I don't I don't hate I don't think we've ever charcoaled one of her episodes, so that's that's a plus. Uh Mark, what do you say we get the hell out of here? I think that's a good idea, but I got a question for you, buddy. Let's let's hear it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I like King of the Hill. Yes, I do. I like King of the Hill. How about you? And yes, I did the arm movements. I am so proud of you, and I love King of the Hill, buddy. 
Uh, I, I would ask you, but you very clearly cheered to me that you that you like King of the Hill, so I don't think we need to ask that question again. Well, actually, I love King of the Hill. Hey, I love it. <laughs> Guys, we're going to get out of here for this week, but if you want to reach us, you can always contact us on Twitter, on Instagram, on on the Dang Old Podcast group on Facebook. We are at Dang Old Podcast on all of those different uh, avenues, varieties, all that fun stuff. If you want to reach out to us on email, we are danglepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I am on Instagram personally at krautball. That is kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball. Uh, Mark, where can these wonderful people find you and even me sometimes? Well, if you wanted to find me and even Johnny sometimes, the best place to do that would be at either the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids, a weekly filling in a gaps in me and my buddy Brad and sometimes Johnny and sometimes our other buddy Josh's cinematic knowledge when we watch our favorite movies and discuss when you can show that to your kids or or you can find Johnny once or twice there on the Two Wizards podcast the official the flagship the OG uh, house high hammock radio show um where me and my buddy Josh stare into the void so you don't have to um we just finished three weeks worth of Trojan War and it, we, we, we cover the Trojan War in uh, three three or in, in three parts. Um, it might be the highest received episodes or series that we've ever done. Uh, Guys, people go are check digging them out. it. I implore you to go check it. I hate to suck my own dick on another podcast, but I'm just gonna suck my dick for a minute here. Um, Josh and I actually put our ankles in it and did a ton of research. Um, really good. It, it was just really solid episodes. I am exceedingly proud of it not to take away from this i'm sorry johnny but god please go listen to that guys no um, not at all but also you can find me at marky stardust on twitter and you can tell me what a jerk ass i am and how you like to wear a tutu and a donkey mask into the store and i'll say <laughs> i don't care but stop doing things for attention and just do things because you want to do them um but I will also say thank you for listening, listeners. We love you guys. We love you all. Um, thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Um, and also, thank you. It's been, I don't know, two, three weeks now since our mailbag episode was um, called for, cut, and dropped. And once yeah. again, listeners, thank you. You made that so much fun. It was great. Um, yeah, if we missed you, I'm really sorry. We got more responses than I think me and Johnny counted on us getting. And yeah spam is also a factor when it comes to email but all that being said uh thank you for being here johnny thank you buddy let's uh let's get the hell out of here man i say so uh before we go i, I guys i gotta plug it again go listen to that trojan war stuff eat some spanakopita drink some ouzo go and celebrate the greatness that is the greeks in all of this awesomeness mark will appreciate you for it um i'm not one to usually continue to pimp a podcast after i long should have stopped pimping them but the amount of effort that got put into these episodes, it really needs to be recognized. If you like listening to Mark at all, you're going to love these episodes. So go check them out. But hey, we're going to get the hell out of here. Thanks for listening to the Dang Old Podcast, and we will see you next week. Hey, hey, hey.